I am I'm here to I'm here to record um an interview Trisha and Jess about their friendship and <laughs> tell how, you how much we love each other because how they, exactly how they went from not knowing each other to being best friends in two minutes the two minutes that I was late um absolutely like, we're, we're late, meeting up in Kalispell next yes. summer we're meeting can up in Kalispell that's beautiful. Can can would y'all like to play the newlywed game? We'll see how much you really know about each other. <laughs> if you ask questions about her mother-in-law, I will get them right. Scott and Marie. Trisha, <laughs> what is Jess's favorite song? Um, girls just want to have fun. Yes, that is it. Yeah, yes, correct. Obviously. Actually, that's obviously. not a horrible. That's not a that's horrible. That's not a bad taste. That's, that's not, not a bad choice, Trisha. A that's bad a choice. Uh, hamburgers and French fries. And- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, yes. Sweatshirt. Um, yes. Yes. Um, what size do you, shoes do you think she wears? Seven and a half. What? Uh, oh no, my gosh! That. <laughs> That's actually right. <laughs> <laughs> totally guessing here. That is incredible. Um, Jess, I'm... it was really good being friends with you. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to step back so you and you and Trisha can forge. Amy, you know you could come along. We'll take you up to Glacier Park and yes, Boys nothing, Lake and nothing's better oh than God. being the third wheel. I can no. I can like make snacks for y'all and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Trisha, do you believe in soulmate friends? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm so glad y'all found each other. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, it's time to get real, and I have a question to ask. So, how's your friend situation? If you're like many women, you might feel as if you know a lot of people, but you have very few close friends. I have been there before. You know, the close friends, the kind where you can show up without makeup, with your hair up in a bun, uh, wearing sweatpants, and you know that they're not going to say anything, they're not going to judge you. In fact, they're going to accept you and do the same. That's what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. Maybe you've asked yourself, am I the only one who's lonely? Am I the only one without friends? If you've ever asked yourself these questions, Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnson, founders of the widely popular Sister I Am With You, are raising their hands to say yes, us too. In this podcast, we're going to talk about what it takes to find a friend and be a friend. And hopefully you'll be encouraged, equipped, and reassured as you discover what it takes to build the kind of friendships you want. Now, Amy and Jess are the authors of the book, I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants. And as you've already heard, they are so much fun. I had a blast with this podcast. Now, their book is just as real and just as personable 
Um, it's a very authentic read, and it provides you to know the hows of cultivating deep relationships in this messy, chaotic, and awesomely beautiful life. Through the book, they talk about why you need friends, how to admit that, and how to go out and find them, things like dismantling the lies that you believe about friendships, how to love yourself. I think we can all go through that chapter once a month at least, and how to be a good friend even if you can't be a perfect one. And they also talk about how to heal from a friend breakup. And I have never read about this in a book before, and I was just nodding and underlining as I was reading through this. So, so good. So now it's time to completely accept yourself as you are, from the top of your messy bun to the tips of your unpedicured toes, and it's time to make friendship a priority, and I know you're going to love this conversation with Jess Johnston and Amy Weatherly. Today's episode is brought to you by Bethany House Publishers and Jody Hedlund. In Hudlin's new book, To Tame a Cowboy, Civil War veteran Brody McQuaid finds his purpose saving wild horses from ranchers intent on killing them. Veterinarian Savannah Marshall joins Brody in rescuing the wild creatures, but when her family and the ranchers catch up with them both, they will have to tame their fears if they have any hope of letting love run free. Get 30% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase a copy of To Tame a Cowboy. But, okay, first thing I want to say is what does it feel like to break the internet? You guys, it has been so cool. I'm, like, watching because I knew this was coming up, and I've been watching from afar. And I'm like, these girls are breaking the internet. Amazon, like, totally had to shut down because they couldn't ship all your books out. Like, it is so cool to see what's happening with this. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I don't think Jess and I really think about it that much. I mean, we're kind of like, what? Is this real? Is this happening? Okay, I got to go do laundry now. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think that's the part you can relate to. Yeah, Yeah. the part of being writers and moms is people, you know, I just just was at a homeschool mom retreat this last weekend speaking. Everyone's like, you're so down to normal. I'm like, yeah, because I'm making dinner for all these people and doing laundry and, you know, squeezing in the writing time in between the real life stuff. And so I think it is kind of that weird place. And so it is good to have friends going back to the friends. Friend mm-hmm. thing. It is a, and it's good to have friends who can understand kind of the the world that yes, there's this writer world out there and interviews and all the things, but then there's the real life world that we just need a friend to talk about how the dog just threw up on the carpet and we yeah. stepped exactly. in it in the middle of the night. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well and I love and Jess would say this too, like I love I, I mean, this has been really weird. This whole week has been like, biz- I feel like I'm living in bizarro land, <laughs> like bizarro land. Because um, Jess and I were on Good Morning America. On I watched day. it. I just watched like, that when did? I was making lunch oh, for my grandma. That's yes. so kind. Thank you. <laughs> that's so kind. But we're genuinely like, what is going on? Like, what is ha- What? What? is happening (laughs) what is this but the truth is is like our our really 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 good friends are so proud of us and so I don't want this to sound like they don't care but they they don't care (laughs) they love us so they're like I mean they my friends have gone all out this week they have gone all out like full support like crazy wild insane they put a giant 
card in her yard. They did. Aww. They put a giant, I mean, they had sweatsuits. Like, I showed up because on Tuesday on book release day, they were like, okay, what do you want to do to celebrate? And I was like, I just want to go to coffee like we normally do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want anything. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep. Yep. And so they're like, okay. So I show up to coffee, and they have on sweatsuits that are embroidered with Albie there. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Like, my friends went all out. But if I were to tell them tomorrow and be like, I don't want to write anymore, I'm done with it. They'd be like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they like, they, they don't, they just, and Jess's friends are like this too. Like, and that's what you want. Like, I want friends who just love me. Absolutely. I have friends that have never read any of my books. Yes. <laughs> and and it's like, okay. Yeah. Yes. That's totally fine. I'm like, that's. Awesome. Like one of my friends is like, I feel horrible. I had to get rid of social media and just because it wasn't good for my mental health. And I feel so bad. Like I feel like an unsupportive friend. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I am so, I'm proud of you for doing what was best, best for your mental health. And sometimes I want to get off of it too. <laughs> get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I am so proud of you guys. And the book oh, is I'll be there, you. but I'll be wearing sweatpants and I'm wearing leggings right now, but that's pretty close to sweatpants. It is pretty close. We'll take You're in it. the club. Um, okay. I've I'll take it. In the same sweatsuit for three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she okay. is not lying. I, know. I am not lying. Amy bought me a sweatsuit that is the color of our book cover and mm. I am not taking it off. Okay. That color is my favorite color. Mm-hmm. That weird limey green. People think I'm joking, but that is actually my favorite color, it's, and I love it so much. Yep, it's a really good color. We were kind of specific on like the yellow that we wanted it to be because they right. kept. Okay, so between us, you know, they kept trying to make the book pink, and we're like, please stop making it pink. No, <laughs> no, no, no we get pink. pink, and then we'd get a new cover, and it would be pink, and we're like, <clears throat> please no, please no pink, and they really wanted to make pink happen. <laughs> But um, we, were, we were like, it's yellow. The cover needs to be yellow. Yeah. And it's like, like a, it's a greeny yellow though. Like, yeah, like almost good. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Like almost obnoxious. But it's so good. It's like my favorite. It's so good. Okay. So I have to tell some of my favorite stories in the book because they're so good. Okay. First of all, how you guys met, like the stalker whole thing going on. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was, well, let me think about two years ago in the park with my kids and this girl comes up to me and she's like oh my gosh you don't know me but I've read some of your books and I love you and we're gonna be friends and I didn't know this is the park you came to and could I get my photo with you and I'm like this is kind of weird but (laughs) okay well now she's totally my friend like oh that's so great probably a month later she's like this is kind of weird but can I take you to lunch and it's just she's probably 15 years younger than me but she's so refreshing and fun, and she leads Bible study, and yesterday I spoke at her Bible study. And so the stalker story kind of reminded me of that. Like, sometimes you just have to jump in there and introduce yourself and just say, hey, can we be friends, and do you want to do lunch, or do you want to talk on the phone? So talk a little bit about that. Like, just the bravery that comes with, you know, introducing yourself and trying to make a new friend. I mean, I think you gotta, you got to just expect awkward. Don't be yeah. thrown off by awkward because it probably is going to feel weird. Like inside yourself, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward and un- uncomfortable, but that's just part of it. So expect it and ignore it and keep on, keep on doing it. 
Because really the worst thing that can happen is they're just going to say, leave me alone or (laughs) I'm going to call the police. But, you know, I mean, most of the time there can be wonderful friendships and it just, you know, starts with us like taking that first step and reaching out. Yes. We're terrified of rejection, like terrified of it. And really, if you stop and think about is rejection the worst thing in the world? Is that that's not the worst thing out there. I think the worst thing in the world would not be having friends. So take a chance. I mean, it's not always going to work out, but oh my gosh, what if it does? What yeah. if it does? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think so many people are like we when we moved from Montana to Arkansas, I remember like going into a church or going into a grocery store and I'm like, I don't know anybody. They have no idea who I am. And there's a lot of people moving now. There's a lot of people um, you know, maybe going to a different church or even with the pandemic, we feel so isolated and alone. And I think I love all that you guys are doing and joining people together and building friendships because I don't think unless people start talking about it, we realize like, oh, I'm not the only one feeling exactly. this way. We think like I'm the only one and everyone else has really good friends. Exactly. So tell us, tell me a little bit more about like what encouragement you would have to give to people when when they're thinking like I am the only one and everyone else and I see these pictures on Instagram or Facebook and they're doing the girls parties and getting together and going to weekend trips and I'm the only one that doesn't have that but I would say that it's just it's just not true you're not the only one there is nothing wrong with you you're not broken you didn't miss the class in high school that everybody else got on friendship I would have seriously traded in a a few classes for a class on friendship, but there wasn't one. Um, You're not the only one. The majority of people are lonely. Yeah. The majority of people feel exactly what you're feeling. Yeah, that's really good. Amy, do you have something to add to that? No, I mean, honestly, I think Jess nailed it. Like, Jess nailed it. This... um, (laughs) Good job, Jess. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It's that same thing, like... Friendship isn't something people are born with. I do think it comes more naturally to some than others. I mean, and I can see that with my kids. I've got a kid who's super outgoing and just loves everybody, and he's going to give everybody the the benefit of the doubt. Friendship comes really easy for him. And then I've got one <laughs> one son who is a little more he's he's definitely more introvert introverted, and he is kind of one who's like got that one eyebrow up. Like, hang on, I don't know if I trust you yet. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I always call it like one eye, one, one eyebrow up. I don't yeah. know if I, I don't know about you. Um, so friendship is a little bit harder for him. So yes, there are people who it comes more naturally to, but at the end of the day, it is a learned skill. It is something you can learn to do. It is something you can become and it's never too late. These, this is, this is all hope is not lost. Even if you are sitting here listening to this, to this today, and you're like, I don't have good friends. I don't know that I've ever really had good friends. I, I want, there's hope. There's hope. You can yeah. learn this for sure. This can it, happen for you. Yeah. I think one yeah. of the things too that you guys talk about is like working on yourself first and being a good friend. And first of all, accepting the friendship or accepting the help. And second of all, continuing to give help or friendship when someone even seems like, I don't really need it. I have a, a good example I was going through a really hard time with one of our adopted kids and just a big struggle. And I was in bed crying and I texted one of my friends and I'm like, can you just pray for me? And she's like, do you need me to come over? No, I'm fine. It's fine. And I'm just in bed crying. Literally 15 minutes later, like 
she walks in my bedroom door. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? And she's cool. like, I'm like, I told you I was okay. She's like, you weren't. You're I knew. Not okay. <laughs> and she just I sat at the end of my bed. And that was like, I mean, I liked her before. I mean, she's a good friend. But after that, I'm like, I will do anything for you. Just to know, yeah. like, even when yeah. I did, because I don't want to be seen, like, in bed, like, crying. And this is horrible. And my life, this is so hard. And she just yeah. sat there. And she just talked. And yep. I felt better. Like, after an hour, I did feel better that she showed up. Yeah. And there's something so really powerful. beautiful about opening up and being vulnerable and letting mm-hmm. somebody in on your struggle. There's something really beautiful and hard, like when you can release that and kind of push your ego down to say, I'm going to be okay if they see me messy. Yeah. And then when they love you, they still love you when you're messy. It is genuinely like your heart explodes. It's like, I feel like my whole body's at rest. Like I had a day last week where for whatever reason I was sad. Like I was sad. I don't know if it was the motions of the book or um, I can be really hard on myself. So Mm -hmm. I just went through this whole phase where I was like, I don't think I did a good enough job. I don't know. I don't know if it's good enough. I don't, I don't know. And I was just sad. And I, I laid in bed. I took my kids to school and I went back and got in bed and I just laid there. And finally I texted a friend and said, I'm so sad today and I don't know why. And I don't like feeling this way. And I don't even know why I'm telling you, but I just feel like I need to know. And her response was like, girl, I have sad days too. Mm -hmm. I have days where I'm Mm -hmm. sad for no reason. And it was genuinely like this weight lifted. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, 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 Amy. And then by the end of the day, I was fine. But it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to be vulnerable and to open up and to have somebody meet you in that space. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And since we're talking about that, let's talk about chapter three. <laughs> it's just a really hard chapter. It's a good chapter. And it, and it really is those moments. And you talk about being with a friend who is going through a miscarriage. And just like in the moment we think we cannot handle this. Like, I don't know how to be a good friend. I don't know what she yeah. needs. And I, I had a friend that we had a friend that was going through an affair uh, with our mm. pastor. <laughs> like, this was hard and we kind of yeah we kind of knew each other so the mutual friend was like our close friend and then so we were both on the outskirts and like just being with her and praying for her and helping her reconcile like all these things we became so close but it was the ugliest messiest like we do not want to be in the situation and crying with our friend and trying to love her even though she's in the wrong (laughs) I mean the whole thing and now her and I have been like 20 years like super close and we could go we could go like a month without talking or six months without talking because she lives on the other side of the country. And then we talk and it's like immediate. We're there. We're connected. And I think sometimes it is those really, really hard things where we think like, I am so not prepared for this, that those friendships really grow. It's so true. And you never feel qualified for that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's still, you also are empowered to be there. I think, but it's not like, nobody knows what to do in those situations. So you think like nobody, there's not, there's not a handbook for when you're walking with someone through something really, really hard, but showing up and being present is a really big gift. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think the end of that chapter has some of the most practical things. Cause everyone's like, okay, yeah, you're talking about friendship and this is all good stuff. But like, 
what do you do? Like, what are things? Yeah. So at the end of the chapter, it has like, write down one or two things you're going to do every week or month to grow a new friendship, text friends every Monday and check on them. Um, you know, make a standing date for a girl's night. I mean, these are like really practical things. And sometimes if I'm sitting there, I have to go to my kid's co-op, homeschool <laughs> co-op, and I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm supposed to be paying attention, but I'll just like go through my my text list. And I'm like, hey, how you doing today? <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's like, do you think of those moments where we don't have to be like going to this big conversation, but we could have those moments where, oh, I'm just going to text and see how you're doing. Yes. You're still making deposits into that friendship. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. And it, and it, there was also statistics in here. Was it in that chapter? I don't remember what chapter it was in. That talks about like how many hours. Oh, yeah, it was in that chapter that it takes. So why don't you, one of you, share a little bit about that? Because I think I was shocked to hear actually how many hours it takes like for someone to be a friend friend compared to like being a close friend. Yeah, I um, I don't remember all the numbers off the top of my head, but I do remember the biggest one to me is that it takes 200 hours, around 200 hours to build a deep, close friendship. And that kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to be just 200 hours of like conversation. It's also 200 hours of maybe you're running errands together. Maybe you're just watching your kids together. It doesn't have to be, it's just that uh, consistency of time together that builds that kind of depth. Or even like volunteering together. Because yeah, exactly. Like when I helped start a crisis pregnancy center, the women yes. were there and were like painting and folding diapers and, yes. you know, I mean, just working side by side and all those hours. And I, I found that when I can get into a ministry or some type of you know group where I can work side by side with people, those are the people that you really get to know just as you're having small talk and conversation and hearing about their lives as you're like ministering together. Yes, totally. All right. Another thing I wanted to ask about was how do you think um, your faith impacts your friendships? Amy, are you there? Um, yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> I'm Amy's taking a nap right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I I did realize in talking about the sweatsuit that I bought you that sweatsuit but I did not buy myself one so I I do I'm like I need to buy myself that (laughs) are you on Amazon ordering the sweatsuit right now while we're talking not Amazon Okay. No, you, you just need to wait one second because maybe a sweatsuit would be already coming to you. So oh! Oh, your horses. I don't want to blow the surprise. But... <laughs> I just ru- I ruined it <laughs> on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, where'd he go, Amy? I don't remember the question anymore. <laughs> How does faith? Was it faith? Yeah, faith. Her? Faith. Okay, so I'm going to say something that might be controversial here. Okay. I'm tired, so I'm going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we didn't Um, do this like a month ago when you guys were like, these are the perfect answers. (laughs) I know. Now we're like trying new things out. And I'm like, ooh, let's see how this answer works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I mean, obviously faith. It's that's such a deep part of who we are that Mm -hmm. obviously when you connect with someone in your faith, that's a huge deal because you can grow in that together and that matters. 
I mean, that, that deeply, deeply matters. Um, that you can grow in your faith together and support each other through, not through that, but with that, in that. Because there are going to be times when I lose my faith and I do want friends who can mm-hmm. point me back to it. I yeah. There are going to be times when I struggle and I do want friends who can bring me back to my faith and remind me, um, you know, of, of God's love. Like that, that is essential. But I would also like to say that there is something good about knowing people who are different than you two. Right. And maybe those aren't the people that you led into your inner, inner circle. Um, maybe those don't become like your absolute positive best friend because there is a just a difference there. Um, I, I don't know. But there is something really we learn from each other. We learn from um, each other's different experiences and different beliefs. And, and I don't know. I, I just I do want people in my life of, know of all different walks yep I love everywhere. that I, I love wanna, that answer I want to learn from them too oh is that is I don't know if that's an okay thing to say because no, I feel I, like that is something <laughs> that you could be like oh my gosh you can't say that <laughs> <laughs> no no I love that because I think so many times we think our friends only have to be this tight little circle of everyone who thinks exactly like us acts exactly like us yes. orders the same thing at Starbucks yeah. that we order and like one of the most inspiring people in this is my daughter who's a missionary in the Czech mm. Republic. Um, oh, she's wow. lived there like eight years now. But she's like, I went out to I went to, out to coffee with my lo- Muslim friend and I met mm-hmm. you know this other person and they're kind of like new agey and all this stuff. But she cares about so many people and they are drawn to her. And so I mean she listens you know to them. But most of the people she finds are asking questions like, you seem so happy or you're so full of joy or tell me about, you know, um, when you go through struggles and they're always asking her because she just exudes that kind of personality. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if we don't have those relationships with people, if we aren't willing to be with people that are different, I think we're missing out on getting to know people and building those friendships and um, sharing our hearts with each other. It doesn't have to be this like perfect little package because no one's going to be exactly alike and that would be so boring if our friends were yes. exactly like us totally yes it would be totally. boring and we would never grow we would never experience anything different than our own little teeny tiny set of opinions and worldview no yeah. I, I i want to grow i want to learn i want to realize that you know um i am shaped by the way i was raised and i was shaped by my own personal experiences but that person that you're looking at has their own set of um, personal experiences. They have their own set of things that they've gone through, and the own way the, the, they have a different way that they were raised that has made them who they are. And I I love learning to understand people, and um, I, I just I don't know. I think people are cool. I think people are cool. I think people are great. And I um I I think it's good to be curious about what makes them them. It's a yeah. really good way to love them. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And I think if it's either different faith or even different ages, working with people, you know, I, I mean, oh my gosh, yes. One, yes. one yes. of my favorite it's- women is um, her name's Jan, and she's in her seventies, and she volunteered with Teen Moms with me. And she's this older black woman, and the way she just talks to the young moms, like, I mean, she's kind of sassy talk, and I'm like, I would <laughs> never. I would never be able to get away with that. But she's like, girl, you do not need to be doing that. And she just like talks to them. 
and they listened to her and I listened to her and but she like grew up in the south uh with segregation like segregated schools and I'm like I love you so much and every time every time I'm with her I learn something I appreciate something so I think I mean I love you know different faith different um ages different i mean north and south that's like a huge thing i moved to arkansas from montana i'm like where am i and (laughs) like what is chicken spaghetti and like it was weird i have a a close friend with that her one of her very best friends i want to say it's like a 60 year age difference or something Mm. and they're like legitimate go on trips together go kayaking together like they are best friends and I just I love it so much I think it's important not to be closed-minded about who God might bring into your life yeah oh I love that totally be a best friend because now you guys have to invite me into your little friend circle yeah (laughs) we will do it yeah (laughs) we will do it you are likings you're in okay you're in friends with someone who wears jeans also let me let the record show i can also be friends with people who wear blue jeans and hard pants or like really cute outfits <laughs> like yes. those people that are in really cute outfits all the time i'm like oh, yes. you're so cute all the well, time <laughs> it's funny one of the comments that i'll get sometimes you know because like social media is weird people can yeah. comment um but i'll get it like like it like right now, I have on fake eyelashes. I just glued these bad boys on. I'm, I love them because I, I don't have to really get ready in the yeah. morning. Like I wake up and I was like, hey, look at you, sunshine. Let's go. <laughs> um, but like I'll get comments like, I just like it more when you're real. I don't like it when you're fake or da-da-da. Listen, I think we need to learn that being fake has nothing to do with what a person looks like. It has to do with their yeah. heart. It has to do with their heart. So I don't yeah. care if you get really, really dressed up, but you can like talk about the nitty gritty of life. And that's cool with me. That's being real. Um, but we do have this notion that the only way to be real is to have on no makeup and not be dressed up at all. And I was like, no, being fake and being being real, that's a matter of the heart, not appearance. Yeah, it is. That's true. Absolutely. That's so good, too, because I think sometimes even, like, I mean, I have friends that have really nice houses, and I'm like, go over there. I'm like, oh, I don't know now. <laughs> like, you can come over to my house. I have lots of kids, yeah. and it's going to be, like, really messy. And they're like, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I think I there's care. so many things we just judge other people before we even get a chance to build friendships. Yep. Yeah, so I true. I think so, too. Oh, so good. Okay, so let's wrap it up because we've been chattering about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I want to respect your time. But what, like, if you can each give one piece of advice for someone who's saying, like, I, well, first of all, we're going to tell them to go buy the book. So we'll just say that right there. But, like, someone who wants to build closer friendships, what piece of advice would you give them? I would say take one step at a time. Like you're not, you're not going to get all the way there tomorrow. We love, we love instant. We love Amazon prime, but you're not going to get there tomorrow. Hmm. So just take those baby steps, take the steps that you can do and take them consistently and you'll get there. You'll get there. I would say no and be comfortable with who God made you to be. Kind of step into that confidence. He didn't live mm. you. He didn't make you to live like a shell of a person. 
He didn't make you to tiptoe around. He didn't make you to doubt yourself and to doubt your calling. He made you. And that means something. And you can either live life like God makes mistakes and like maybe he messed up when he made you, or you can live life like God is in control of all time. But you can't really do both. I don't think you can do both. Um, so I, I, I want women to feel really comfortable and comfortable in their own skin. Because when you're mm-hmm. comfortable with yourself, you will make other people feel comfortable too. And that's huge yeah. in forming good relationships. But if you don't know who you are, it's going to be significantly more difficult. Yeah, and how tiring yeah. it would be to put on a show all the time. That it's, would be, it's and it's not going to have your right people. It's not no, going to be right people anyway. No. And I feel like I live like half of my life like that. And so that's really the big thing that I've discovered is you can't, you can't live life. Um, tiptoeing around all the time and and just trying to perform you will be tired by the time you hit 35 you will be tired so just live authentic authentically and with freedom god genuinely designed you for that Mm -hmm. he designed you to live with freedom so go out and do it go out and do it i love it i love it i think that's a perfect way to end and uh all the links to where to get the book, which is basically everywhere, if they haven't sold out of all the copies yet, <laughs> you, can, you can check out. I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. So thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you, us. Trisha. Have you ever felt misunderstood, mischaracterized, misrepresented? Few of us feel deeply known all of the time, and some of us have endured seasons of misunderstanding. This is nothing new. But there is hope in the midst of misunderstanding. In the book, The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, Mary DeMuth looks at 10 biblical women and how they were misunderstood and what we can learn from them today. This inspiring book will remind you that you are not alone, friend. There is always one who understands you perfectly because he created you. Get your copy of The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible today and be transformed by their stories. Thank you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com and I can't wait until we connect again.